Hello friends, what's up, what's up? Welcome to this week's episode of the Unleash Your Voice podcast. My name is Danny D. I'm a voice and leadership specialist helping you own the F out of who you are in your life, in your business, and in your relationships. And today we have a very special guest. We have the one and only Stephanie D. McKenzie is on the podcast today. Not only is she an award-winning marketer, she's a TEDx speaker, an author, a multi-certified coach, the lead coach of The Firms, which we talk a little bit about in the episode. She also has a lot of letters behind her name, like NDA, she's an MA, she's a CPC, a CRC, and CSSC. Wow, a lot. You can just call her Steph according to her amazing bio. And this episode is jam-packed with gems. So without further ado, here is the one, the only, Stephanie D. McKenzie. Let everyone know how amazing you are and what you do and all that jazz. Okay, well, my name is Stephanie D. McKenzie, and I'm the lead coach at The Firms, which is a coaching practice. There's one practice with three divisions, but for the sake of simplicity, I'm an environment coach and an abundance mentor. So tell me a little bit more about like The Firm, because I saw that too, like on your profile, you have like, I guess, categories, but you say like categories or structures. Divisions. We have divisions. At first, you know, it was so interesting because, you know, my background is marketing and business. And so the firms didn't start out as three, you know, they started out as one. And so when the relationship firm came into being, that was like uh, 10, maybe even 11 years ago. And that was my first practice. I didn't want to be a coach. I was like dragging into this thing, kicking and screaming. I didn't want to do it. And then, you know, finally I I embraced it and and that's a whole story in itself. But um, about three years ago, three to four years ago, after I finished seminary, because my my background is insane, um, I just got obsessed with wholeness and abundance and healing and being able to live out heaven on earth and all of this jazz. And so herein lies the healing firm. And then just recently, because I work with, you know, business owners and coaches and leaders, um, it just became obvious that once again, I was going to have to reconstitute my uh, award-winning marketing agency. You know, we have to say that because that's important. (laughs) And so here comes the launching firm. But the the thing about the launching firm is that um, we only take clients over there by invitation. So Mm -hmm. it it keeps a, a, a tiny roster of clients. So that's so exciting. I know that you said that your background is pretty wild. So can you fill me in a little bit on how you came to be where you are now? Because mm-hmm. I've heard snippets, but I would love to hear it from your own words all in one go. Because I think it's so fascinating. Oh my goodness. Okay. So, okay. So I guess the story, like how I came into the coaching space is probably the funniest thing because I was working in an agency and we had a client, we were working on a dating site. And I said, you know, what would be a great idea? Let's do relationship education classes. Everybody's like, yeah. And I was like, okay, well, I think this sounds kind of dumb that I'm the director of marketing, but I also teach relationship education. So I said, I'll go get certified as a relationship coach. I knew about relationship and life coaching. I didn't know about all the, all the rest. And so I went and got certified. The pro the project went defunct and I've been building 
the brand and social media and people were like, I love your post. And I'm like, that's nice. What am I going to do with you? Um, and so I'm having arguments with the divine, like, hey, I'm a marketer. I thought we had this understanding. I'm not trying to be a coach, whatever. So, um, but during my certs, we had to create a business. And so I was so convinced that this entity would never see the light of day. I named it What the Love. Like, what the hell? What the love? I love that. I love that. I love it I too love because <laughs> nobody was going to see it. So I was like, yes, that's fine. Whatever. The website, cool. DBA, fine. And so, because nobody's ever going to see this. I'm just doing this for the website, right? And so eventually I sat down. I, I lost my battle with the divine, which you always do when you battle with the divine. I don't know why we try that. And so I finally said, fine, I'll do this. And so that's when I got kind of the download of the relationship firm. And even then I wasn't, I wasn't satisfied. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The relationship firm, you know, somebody has that.com and something was like, try it. Yeah. Oh, okay. And so that, that's how I came into the space. But even then I was still kicking and screaming. Like, I think it took me like three years to really say, okay, fine. This. I'll do this. Like I didn't, people were like, oh my gosh, did you always want to be a coach? Uh, no. And my mother will tell you that I have been coaching probably since I was like 10 or 11, but professionally I've been coaching for like the last 10 to 11 years. And so in that time I have, I think I finished seminary, didn't know why I was doing that, but without seminary, we don't have the shift out of Christianity into a more spiritual understanding. We don't get the understanding of healing and abundance and wholeness. Like without seminary, none of that comes in. So that shifts, that shifts my thought process. The marketing never goes away. It's always here. Um, I, I have a certification program for coaches. I have programs for, you know, owners and le business owners. I have to say business owners because everybody doesn't know what an owner is. Business owners <laughs> and all kinds of stuff. And so then I went and got certification. So I've got certifications in sleep science and mindfulness and meditation and flexibility training and integrative nutrition and probably some other stuff I've forgotten about. Because when I got obsessed, I got obsessed, like Danny, obsessed. And I was like, I want, I want to be able, because I don't believe that certifications make you a coach. Like, I just don't believe that, right? But I do believe you can gain knowledge and then share it with other people. And so that that really matters to me. And I think what really just kind of brought it home for me, I think about two to three years ago, I had an epiphany. Actually, it was about two years ago. I had an epiphany that a coach is an educator. Yes, 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 yes. And I was like, you know, I'm a marketer to my heart, but I'm an educator to my core. And uh, actually up until August, I was a full-time college professor teaching business and marketing. And yeah, I know, and human relations. And then of course, because I'm obsessed with healing and meditation and self-care, my students are doing assignments to meditate and getting grades. Like it's insane. Like um, they had these assignments called random acts of kindness and they would get a grade for it. Like here, watch this video. Let's talk about meditation. Let's talk about tapping. Let's talk about anxiety. Let's talk about all these things because I felt like if you want to be a business owner, you can't do it without self-care. That's just insanity. If you want to be a leader, you know, in someone else's organization, still need self-care, still need boundaries, 
you know, still need to understand your, your, your worthy in your being and not worthy in your doing still, you know, there are so many things that they had to learn. So I got expansive. And then in August, I just decided, you know what, I got to do me full time. So again, because my marketing agency, I was full time. So I was like, I got to be full time again. That's and so, so cool. here we are. That's the longest I, answer ever. Like, I love it. I, I could listen to that. Like, yeah, like I love it. I think it's just so fascinating. And I'm sure everyone who's listening is like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's so cool. <laughs> Cause it's, it's so true. And even like the self-care aspect, cause I work with a lot of like outside of my, I say outside my business, it's all connected, but outside, I guess, like what I share online and stuff is I go in, I work in a lot of community spaces. And when I talk about leadership with them, it's like, you have to take care of yourself because you cannot lead from like an emotionally reactive space. That's where you have those toxic situations where people feel controlled and all this stuff. Like so much of the drama in any community environment or any corporate environment or anything like that comes from the leaders like reacting emotionally and reacting to certain things and not being like safe and sound in who they are. And it was really cool. I, I love that you said um, that coaches are ed- educators because I feel the exact same way. I had been grappling with being called a coach. Like I call myself a specialist normally, but like I am a coach and at the core, like I am a teacher through and through. Like mm-hmm. that's just kind of how I exist in the world always as an educator, as a teacher. So I love, love, love that you said that. And it's really cool that you taught that you taught all these different things as a college professor. I had no idea. Yeah, I was a little rogue. I uh, I had a class called, um, what was that? Was that my small business? I had two entrepreneur classes and entrepreneurship classes. And one of them, it must've been small business management. I retitled how to think like an owner. Because Ooh, I, I love that. Like, guys, it doesn't work like this. Like, you know, oh, I'm going to write a business plan. I'm going to the bank and get money and First of all, that's a lie. It's a whole myth. I'm so sorry to be the one to break it to you. And then secondly, this this whole 12 hour, 12 to 14 hour days and team no sleep and hustle and grind. And none of that is going to get you where you want to get. It's going to get you somewhere. But I guarantee if when you get there, you won't enjoy it. And ultimately, you probably won't even recognize it because you'll just be so worn out, stressed out and checked out because of the hustle and the grind and the team no sleep. Mm-hmm. I'm curious if you're opening to answering this, I'm going to kind of throw a random question at you because I think it's really interesting teaching. Um, I love the aspect of teaching, like when you have classrooms and I think as an educator in a classroom with people with such diverse backgrounds, experience, mm-hmm. culture, like everything, you are on the ground level of seeing what works and what doesn't. It's not like you're throwing stuff at the internet. It's like you are in real time seeing people's understanding, seeing how things work. Like it is just so magical. So with your experience, even in that classroom, even in uh, your firms in general, what do you think is the number one thing? So say if someone, cause I hear this a lot and um, I've totally been there a hundred percent when you're trying to work towards something that you really want. And I think that you're gonna have a magical answer, which is why I thought I'd bring this up for you. Um, no, no pressure. Okay. If you're, yeah, no pressure. I just feel like, yeah, <laughs> I feel like it'll be magical. You're good. You know, you know, your shit. you're good. Um, so when you're working with someone and say they come to you and they're like, I've been working at this goal for what feels like forever, or I've been trying to do everything 
to mm-hmm. get this thing. And they're like, I've been working so hard and I've been hustling and I've been doing this and now I'm tapping and I'm trying to do that. Like that's what do you think are some of the core things that may be missing for those people who feel total, I guess you could call it burnout. Like they're just burned out. They've mm-hmm. been working really hard for something. They feel like they're spinning their wheels and they're not getting ahead. Mm-hmm. And they're listening to this right now. And maybe they're like, I just need like a different perspective or I feel like something is missing or like, I feel like everything that I do isn't working, isn't good enough. What would you tell them or how mm-hmm. would you guide them through that? You know, I think that, I mean, that's amazing. That's an amazing question. And the answer is going to be multifaceted and possibly long-winded. So I'm glad. I love it. That, yeah. You know, okay, you're ready. Okay. Mm. So watch, it'll be the shortest answer ever. I think sometimes we have to reevaluate why we want the things that we want. Mm. You know, a, a vast majority of my life was spent uh, wanting to achieve things because it would validate me in the in the eyes of others or that was the plan that they had for me. So, okay, I need to show you I'm on plan, you know? And before my past, my, my father, before my father passed away, um, which was probably about 11, yeah, 11 years ago, he would say to me, when are you gonna do what you wanna do? And my father owned his own business from the time he was 20 until he passed away uh, at 70. And wow. so he, when he asks the question, it's a different question, right? Because he's an entrepreneur and he's owned multiple businesses and, you know, he's gone through the highs and the lows. He's not somebody, you know, off of the street, you know, with an MBA, which I have. But I mean, sometimes that matters. Sometimes it doesn't. Saying, well, when are you going to do what you want to do is not some, you know, cliche epitaph. It's like, okay, so I went to good college, check, graduated from college, check, got a good job, sort of, check, you know, you work, check, you know, you're adulting pretty well, but when are you going to do what you want to do? he would actually be gone for a while before I actually understood what it was that he was saying. And in that, we, we, we have the right to design our lives. Like we have, we have that right. And so, and so the first thing is, you know, check, check, check the why. Like, why do you really want this? Like, why is this goal a goal? Is this goal your goal or is this goal their goal? Because if it's their goal, more than likely what is happening, that's not to say that it's not a good goal, right? But it just might not be for you. And then I think what happens is that there's a phenomenon, I call it quarterbacking, where we kind of get the ball and we run with it. And I always tell people, you know, don't quarterback, go back. Like when you get that that download from whomever you believe the download's coming from, spirit, universe, Buddha, I don't care, Allah, whatever. Anyway, when you get that download and you say, oh, okay, like don't think that you know exactly what's supposed to happen. Even if you've done it 20 times before, I, I've always said that 21st time, you know, we're, we have a tendency to say, okay, I need to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And I'm like, well, yeah, you're quarterbacking. But if you go back and you say, okay, download is here. Cool. What does that, what does that mean? What does that require? And then let that same energy permeate the process. Because your A, B, C, D, E, F, G might actually just be A, D, G. And then you can take those steps efficiently and move forward so you're in position for the next thing. But a lot of times we don't do that because we're all smart and we're all driven and we're all ambitious. And it's like, okay, all right, 
um, I need to rebrand. Okay, and go. And then, you know, you start like calling people and you go on the graphic designer, you go to Fiverr and you're looking at camera, you're like, oh my God, the templates and yeah, you know, and you're overwhelming yourself when it's like, okay, cool. I need to rebrand. What does that mean? Because the same energy that gave you the, you need to rebrand message can give you the, and this is how you rebrand message. But a lot of times we don't wait for that. We just, we just keep, we just keep going and going and going. And that's how we get burned out because we're actually, we might be on task, but we're not on plan. I love that. I actually have such a tendency to do that. I'm like laughing while you're saying that because I'm like, oh yeah, I'm totally the person who's like, I wake up at 3am and I'm like, I have an idea. I have to do everything right now. Like, how do I do this? And it all, honestly, I can like pinpoint, I know exactly why I do that is because I feel like it's, if you're like chasing it, you're like, I don't want it to go away. Like, it's almost like when you wake up from a dream and you try to remember that dream and you're so scared that like the more that you try to remember, the more that it's going to go away. And I'm just so curious because I can see that even in my own life. So guaranteed, so many people are probably like nodding their heads like, oh, I do that because it's that driven, like, I don't want it to go away. Like I Mm -hmm. finally was gifted this. And I think it feels like that the ideas can run out or the guidance can run out or things could go away so fast. And like, when you get an idea, you're so scared it's going to run away. So with that, do you have anything to add or anything to kind of unpack with that? Uh-huh. <laughs> I love it. I love yeah. the teal on your lips. This is just, let's just say that. Like I love I know because everybody nobody can see it but you. Like <laughs> I, oh yeah. No one can see it. But I the, the picture that I'll probably use is the one where you have the teal on your lips. Like it okay, just looks fine. so good. Like the blue on your lips just looks so good. Every time you wear it, I'm like, oh, I love that. I love it. Yeah, I just uh, smacked my lips and realized all my all my lips went away. And I was like, oh, well, that's interesting. Um, so I have ADHD. So I was like, yeah, that's the squirrel that I can't I can't deal with right now. Same, same. So I had to replace the color. Okay, there we go. Now we can now 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 I can focus and, and function. Um what was the question? Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. I love that. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I remember so the question. But um, you know, I think you know. Like you, I think you hit it on the head because we're we're chasing and we don't want it to go away. And, you know, but I'm like, okay, you know, I had to learn that sometimes you just need to sit, sit back and just write it down. Like, just write it down. Like keep, like literally there are, there are so many pieces of paper and notebooks and journals, like just write it down, you know, and, and sit with it for a second. Just sit with it for a second, because you might find that if you sit with it for a second, that the ease of the process is going to reveal itself versus, oh, I got to do all of this stuff. Oh my God, I got to, you know, because the truth of the matter is, is that, you know, as humans, we're all connected. And so it may be for you to talk to a person that you've never talked to about this particular project. Like, like when we, when I was working on our mastermind, I said, I wanted guest coaches, right? And I thought I knew who those coaches were going to be, but I sat back and I was like, huh, you know, cause it would, it would just come in. Oh, you need to talk to her. Oh, you need to talk to him. Oh, you need to talk to him. Like, uh, okay. And it, and there was nothing wrong with those interviews. I wasn't like, ew. I was like, huh, I would have never thought about that. And I always liken it to the situation I had 
with uh, coming home from Austin. And usually when I hit I-10, you know, I'm coming into Houston, boom, next exit, mine, I know the way, right? GPS off. For some reason, this particular year coming back, um, I didn't turn my GPS off. And the GPS started saying weird stuff, like, like you need to turn and exit and all. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm on I-10. I-10, go through Katie, take, go to my house. GPS said, no, you're going to exit now. And I'm like, I'm 20 minutes from where I'm supposed to exit. Exit now. I said, okay. And, and the route was completely unfamiliar. I'm like, you want me to go over there? Because I'm looking like, I don't like it over there. You know, I, I want to stay on the freeway. I looked back. I, I said, fine, acquiesce to the GPS, fine. So I happened to, you know, exit and then do this thing so I could get where it was telling me to go. And to my right, where I was, the traffic just started stopping, 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 stopping. Everybody's lights went red, red, red. To this day, I don't know what happened, but I'm sure my 20 minutes left on my, on my trip was probably going to end up somewhere between the neighborhood of two to four hours. Wow. Had I not listened, because I think one of the things that happens to us is that we know. You know, we can, a lot of the things that we do, we can do in our sleep. We know, but I'm like, so if, if we, if we ever surrender to the fact that we don't know and just say, Hey, show me something new, surprise me. You can, you can have such a different experience. I think that's so interesting and true and I think oftentimes with our, with our brains, we're like, oh, but if I do what I know, it'll be more efficient. Just like how that like, oh, 20 minutes. Well, if I go this way, then that's going to be a detour and it's going to take me longer. And then it's going to be, and I don't want to wait longer. And I don't want to, so I know the way, because this is what mm-hmm. I can predict where mm-hmm. that way could be quicker or faster. Like you said, it could have no obstacles compared to what you would have if you were like, oh, I think I know what I'm supposed to do. Exactly. And I got there in the same amount of time. Like it yeah. was a, like, like all the point, all the, all the juicy gems in that, you know, oh, I didn't know the route. It was unfamiliar. I'd never been there before. I'd never gone that way. I'd always gone this way and it worked out. But I, I listened to something that seemed to be wiser than myself. And then boom, I ended up with the same result without a two to four hour delay that I didn't know was coming because I knew the way. Yes. And I'm curious, even with thinking, I'm thinking about like when even because going down routes like that, like anytime that the GPS is like turn, I get so anxious. And I was just thinking just now, I'm like, is it because I have to be present in those moments? Like I actually have to pay attention. I can't be somewhere else. I have to like Mm -hmm. pay attention to the next turn because I don't know what's coming next. So it's Mm -hmm. almost that like fear of like needing to be present in your now. Mm-hmm. Because you don't know what's coming next. Yeah, and needing to know because sometimes we don't like that. Like that's what anxiety is. You know, I don't know what's coming, and so I need to. I, 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 it's a, it's a desire to control the future to a certain degree. Like I need to know what's coming. I need what's coming. What's coming? Like where is it? Is it coming? Where is it? And I'm like, when we do that, sometimes I feel like we impact our trajectory in a way that we may never know. You just may figure it out later, like, huh, so you don't say. But there are so many lessons in just the unfamiliar. 
Mm. I love that. Yeah. That's so interesting. I'm going to even take those little nuggets and I'm going to put them in my own pocket for my own journey. Cause I think that that's just so powerful. And I, and love I had to that. learn all of that. Mind you, I didn't just wake up one day and be like, you know what? I'm, I, this is no, I had to go through all of these things. Like everything that I, you know, try to teach others about and share with others. Um, I learned first, like I'm always my first client. I'm not always my best client, but I'm always my first client. Like seriously. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's true. I'm not always my best client, but I am always my first client for sure. I didn't say she was coachable, but you know, five out of five, you know, three out of five stars. I don't know. I don't know, but we'll keep her, you know, we'll keep her. She's okay. Oh my gosh. That's hilarious. Um, so tell me more about, should we talk about the box? Ooh, we can always talk about my box here. Um, Yeah. (laughs) We can always talk about my box. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so you did, so I get to be, I'm very excited. I get to be a guest um, speaker in your retreat, which I'm very excited about. And I think what you have to share is so valuable. So I'd love for you to share a little bit about maybe even what um, gave you the idea to create something like this with the topics that you're going to be talking about. And I love that you said that you thought of me when you thought of audacious, I've been called audacious and vivacious this past yes. week and I'm running with it. <laughs> like, yes. yes. And you should, you. you should, I want to let you know, like, like, like there's not many people that make me check my, my, check my energy, but I'm like, when I see you, I'm like, okay. Okay. Am I operating fully in myself? Am I, am I showing up authentically? Okay. Is there color in my hair? Okay. All right. Let's go. Check. Like we're, we're good to go. We're here. Like people don't understand like colors and things that all of that matters. Like it really yes. does. Like, like I look like a whole bum right now, but, um, oh, no. <laughs> you look iconic right now. Like literally you look That's you the sweetest. Uh, you're, no, no, you're, it's you. It's you. Um, but yeah, no. So, so um, I have I have a few coaches in my life. I have what I call a best step squad to make sure that I'm doing what I need to be doing. And I'll be honest with you, I was a coach for nine years without a coach, you know, because wow. people would try to come to me and oh, I got it, you know, and make these little lame offers. And I'm like, okay, go away now. Like, like, stop talking to me. Um, so you know, my business coach, my program creation coach uh was was kind of giving us a challenge for this time of the year and I was like I want to do something different I always want to do something different right I always want to do something different Mm -hmm. so we have the boxes and I was like what if we were sending them out to our mastermind members so we already had boxes and I was like what if I did what I now know to be a swag box, I think is what they call it, swag box. Oh, yeah. So what if I did a swag box that includes like a two-day virtual retreat? And I'm super excited about the construct of what I call and what I've created as empowered success. So let's focus on that. Let's focus on the six superpowers that um, activate uh, empowered success. And then I was like, okay, so let's do that. You know, I don't, I don't want to do a four week masterclass. I don't want to do, 
you know, a download. I don't want, I want, I really want to show people that, that work with us, that spend time with us. I really want to have a level of intention and a level of care that they may not have experienced before. So mm-hmm. if I can put some items and some of them are curated, like I'll go and say, this box is for so-and-so and she would like this, or he would like this. I can't wait for the men to start enrolling. Cause yeah. Um, but, and then some of them, and some of the items are just, you know, a t-shirt limited edition t-shirt that only you can get in this program. And then my coaching deck is in there too. I have a 52 question coaching deck. So you can like coach yourself. So that's in the box too. And so I wanted, like I said, I wanted us to do something that had a level of intention where we could show care and put something in people's hands because coaching is is an intangible, right? You know, okay, there's transformation, all this, but I wanted to put something in their hands that they could enjoy. And then I figured, you know what? Let's have a good time. Let's let's do a, a two-day virtual retreat. Let's bring in some other coaches because I love doing that. And once again, I sat with, okay, who do these coaches need to be? And, and the roster is, is dynamic. I think there's probably going to be one more addition to the group, but I wanted to just do something different that would be a different experience. And that would be a short burst right before the holidays, you know, before we get into the whole, okay, it's 2022. How do we make it different? Okay. Well, those that enroll in this, that come to this retreat, they're going to know, and they're going to know on a level that they've probably never known before. And they're going to feel so supported. Like you're giving such an incredible value and something tangible, like for them. I love the fact that you're giving them like physical something to hold in their hands. Cause I think that is something just in itself that is so different from just like intellectual support. Like you're giving them something that is an actual product and an actual something to not only have an experience in, with the mm-hmm. retreat, because how even what we've talked about, like there's so much support in that. It's gonna be so fun and exciting and and just so in depth. And also you're gonna be able to give them something they can hold in their hand and they can say, like, I was here. Like I exactly. I did this. Yeah. Exactly. And we're gonna keep it small. You know, I don't want like 30 people. I mean, we want to keep it small so that you know it's intimate. If you have questions, again, you can feel supported. But the one thing that we are doing, and, I, and I'll extend this to your listeners as well, is that the next people that the next two people that buy a box, but if they come, if you come from the Danny group, you know, if you say, hey, I heard you on the podcast, then um, you're going to be able to bring a guest. Oh, that's so exciting because maybe you might, you might even have a friend that you're working with on staff or like, I have some um, of my friends in the entrepreneurial space even that are like, my go-to people. And it would be so fun to like, have like a little, like you guys can go together and you can experience it separately, but then you have someone to hold, not even you, account- I don't like the idea of like holding you accountable, but like to be able right. to plug into okay, exactly. and like have that extended support. Exactly. And somebody that heard the same thing that you heard, you're not trying to, Hey, let me, let me share these notes with you. So I mean, if it's a, if it's a VA, if it's a fellow coach, if it's a friend, if it's a boo, a bae, whatever, you know, yeah, you, you can bring a guest. I think, I think that is a great way to also honor the individuals that are committing to this process so that they don't also have to go and re-download information to people that, you know, that they care about. Oh, I love that so much. 
It's going to be so fun. And I'll put the links for all that in the show notes. So if anyone's curious about that, I'll put like everything in the show notes. You can access it super fast and quick. Um, if anyone has questions, you can extend it to me and I can put you in touch with Stephanie so that it's going to be like super easy and smooth and fun. And I cannot wait to be a part of it. And I can't wait to hold space for people and be in on those conversations and even take away my own golden nuggets to be able to like bring into my own life as well, which I think is really powerful. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think it's going to be a good time. That's so exciting. It's going to be a great time. Oh, 100% it will. Especially with our energy, we'll bring the party. It'll be so fun. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, if you want to get hyped, get go go into the box. Like, definitely. It's going to be super fun. And that's awesome. In that box. <laughs> yeah, come get the box. Come get the box. Um, so with that, what would you like to leave people just today of something that they could take with them just moving forward if they're in a place where they want that transformation and maybe they're looking to the box or maybe they're thinking about just how can I break free of needing to know the how, needing to know that like end result thing or my next steps and sit back and just exist in what I know now and let myself be surprised. Mm, I, I, I think that, that the, the nugget is probably going to be, it's going to sound a little cliche because it's on brand, but you know, you, you got to decide to be your own superhero. And in that, what I mean is, you know, you're not putting on your cape and going out and rescue other people. You're really taking the time to turn inward. And if there is someone to be saved, you save yourself. I love, can we talk about that really quickly? Cause you wrote a book on that. So can we just, yeah, so we haven't talked about that, but like you fully wrote a book and it's not even your first book, right? How many books? No, I think it's like the ninth book. I think I lost count. So casual, you know, just nine books in, um, just casually just like throw that in there. Yeah. I just wrote nine books. Um, no big deal. Uh, uh, Be your own superhero. Can you share a little bit if you're open to it, just about even that in general and that like process of being your own superhero just for anyone who's listening, who feels like they, cause you spent, you said, what was it? Nine years without a coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So even with that, like you have to have such a level of not only resiliency, but trusting yourself. Can we just talk really quickly about self-trust and trusting yourself mm. to get yourself to the next step? Like, what do you have to say on that? Um, I'll also go ahead and link uh, that book below too, just so people have access to that as well. Um, okay. But yeah, would you like to share a little bit more about that? Absolutely. You know, the the thing with me, and, and I'll be honest, I'm a recovering people pleaser. Um, so, me too. So, so, I mean, you know, having a coach, going without a coach wasn't so much because I, I, I self-edit and self-coach like a champ like I do now. It was because I didn't, I didn't really understand coaching. I didn't hang around with other coaches. Um, I was still fairly annoyed that I was in the coaching space. Like, why am I here? You know, anyway, um, we've talked enough about that, but as I began to really shift the narrative in my life, one of the first things that happened, and I think it was my mother's birthday and I wasn't with her because her birthday is five days after Christmas. And so usually I'm with her for Christmas, but I'm not with her for her birthday. Um, I decided to honor her with a walk. And during that walk, um, it came very clear to me that I can no longer care about what people think. Oh, yeah. 
Like I no longer can care about it. I no longer can perform. I am not that doggy in the window, you know, hoping that you'll choose me, pick me, love me. That's a little Grey's Anatomy for those of you who don't know. Um, I'm not, I'm not doing, I'm not doing that. And I can't do that. And up until that point, I spent a fair amount of time, you know, trying to make sure I did the things and I played the roles that that were required of me to be liked, to be loved, you know, all of that. And I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, God, it was so hard. You know, a, a, a lot of times when you're people pleasing, you look like you're in control. Oh, yeah. And people pleasing can be like a way to manipulate to get what you want. So it is almost like a way of like gaining control, which I didn't know. I thought I was the kindest human in the world. Oh, I'm so nice. I'm such a nice person. People pleasing all over, but it's such a strong manipulation tactic. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know that either. And, and, you know, honestly, I didn't even think about it like that. I just thought, you know, okay, I'm keeping the peace. Or Mm -hmm. if I do this, this, this is what I need to do. My, my narrative was always, this is what I need to do because of this, whatever it was. This is what I need to do because it'll make them happy. This is what I need to do because this is what they expect. This is what I need to do because this is how you keep a relationship. So it was always, for me, it was, it was a mindset of duress. It mm. was because when I got to the point where it was like, this is what I need to do. Well, what's that like? Because for me, it would always have fallout because I would always p- swing the pendulum really hard. So when I was like, this is what I need to do. By this time, I'm like, you know, banging on, you know, pots and pans and slamming doors because I'm so frustrated. But when I had that epiphany, and I'll tell you, I was in my late 30s when I had that epiphany that I can no longer care about what people think. And not from a malicious way, just from a way that you can't form my reality. You can't determine the steps I take. You're not the litmus test. You're not the boss of me. And this, and this need. And so when I was coaching in the early days, I was, I was still an emotional sponge. You know, I hadn't evolved to the point where, you know, my empathic side wouldn't try to take ownership, which of course is very codependent. And I'll be honest with you, Danny, I sat on a couple of couches to get to where I am now. Like I'm I'm not going to sit and say, I'm awesome. And I healed myself (laughs) lies. I am awesome. But I sat on a couple of couches for a long time to, to get here. And mm-hmm. so the no capes piece, when I finally said, you know what, we, we can't, we, we can't save anybody. We can't rescue anybody. That's not for me to do. You know, that's, that's, that's not my role. That's not my call. That's not, that's not what I'm supposed to do. That's when I was like, you know, no capes, which came from, um, the Incredibles is, you know, movie and there's Edna mode and, you know, Edna makes the, 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 uniforms for the superheroes and and she walks out and he's like no capes and I'm like yes and I'm like every time it's like no capes because everybody that I was connected to in in that season of my life that's what they were doing they were putting on capes and running out to save somebody else's day Mm. and it's like they were leaving their own days in shambles or disarray or disregard and I was like no mas like we we can't keep doing this we've got to find the balance it's not that the problem is that you do for others. The problem is that you don't do enough for yourself. Mm. And you can't live like that. You can't live in that imbalance. And so that's kind of how the book came about. 
Um, and my business coach was very much like, okay, well, you need to write a book. And I was like, I just wrote a book. But anyway, so that that was where we came from. You know, that was the, and, and that book really has l- more of me than I think I ever put in a book. Ooh, yeah. You know, what I've learned, my stories, my lessons, my trials, my tribulations, all of that, my triumphs. But there's more of me in that book than any of the previous books. I dare say. So I love that. It's a little empowerment tool to to help people, you know, because sometimes you feel badly about it. You know, the first time you say no, there's a, I think there's a Beyonce song like the first time I said no, it's like I never said yes. You know, the first time, yeah, you know, when people say no, like I can't, when people start saying, I don't have the capacity for that. Mm. I can't do that. Mm. I don't want to do that. Ooh, that's a whole mind flip when you've spent a vast majority of your life and built an entire identity around being the rock, the strong one, the ride or die, the one who'll be there, the one you, you can call. It, when that 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 like literally you're chipping away at an identity that you created, oh, and that's, that's a lot. So powerful, yeah. That whole like. That right there, that's going to be the clip. That's going to be the clip I use. That right there. So good. It was just like, I literally have like goosebumps because it's like so good. Yeah. It's so true though. I'll just be talking. Yeah, no, it's magic. (laughs) And I think that right there, like I always say the biggest flip for me and the biggest like what the F moment for me is when I stop performing. I started creating more of an impact and it it was like, and it's funny because I always say I got a degree in being other people because I have a BFA in acting. Like I literally got a degree in being other people. Uh, Yeah, I literally did. (laughs) And I was such like such a people more than I'm still recovering, but like so much. And I wore a mask around every single person I was, I was around and I would always be the one that's like, okay, how can I create the least amount of conflict? How can I Mm-hmm. make sure that I'm the rock how can I make sure I'm mm-hmm. this to keep the peace and I didn't actually make much of an impact when I started saying no people would like riot which is why I would say like yeah let them riot because people will freak out when they can't define you with that dynamic anymore but it wasn't until I really just stopped performing and started just existing and speaking my like whatever came into my head and just being myself that people would be like whoa I need to write that down. And I'd be like, I'm just talking. Like, what are you talking? <laughs> like, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just talking. And some people will literally come to me and be like, wow, like when you said this, and I'd be like, I don't even remember saying that, but like, that's cool. That like, I, cause I was just existing. And I think right. that just goes to show even with you where I was like that right there, that's the clip. You're like, I'm just talking. I'm just existing as myself. And that mm-hmm. is the most impactful thing because your voice, unfiltered, non-performing, just mm-hmm. literally in this world is so impactful. It can like cut through the noise. Oh man, that's that's really kind of you to say that. And 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 like you said, I, I always say I'm recovering because you know th- there are acute moments when it's like, whoa, did you did you go backwards? Are you walking backwards? Did you just regress? Yeah, I mean it's it's yeah it's any it's any recovery process. Like there really should be a people please anonymous. Like there really you know what you <laughs> that, Danny. That's our new yeah. project. Okay, cut this out of the yeah. cut. No one take that. Yeah. We will find you. We will. <laughs> we will. Find we will. 
Like, I love that. It's going to be ebony and ivory on that ass. Like, don't do yeah. it. Like, you don't want no parts. <laughs> we are the teal brigade. We will get you. We will rock We will you. get you. We will get you. We will color the hell out of you. Don't do that. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. That is amazing. I'm just saying, uh, we're going we're gonna to do it. Like, don't yeah. do that. It's but true, I mean, I, you know, true, it's like yeah. any, re- any recovery process, of course, like you have moments where it's like, sometimes it sneaks up on you, right? It's like a little sneaky, sneaky. And yeah. you're doing your thing and you're like, wait a minute. I detected imbalance. Are you, are you overdoing? Did you just perform? Yeah. <sighs> you know, and so, you know, you gotta, you gotta start, you know, your, your sobriety ends and you, you gotta start over. And that's fine. You know, I think that's, that's, that's par for the course. I think mm-hmm. as opposed to being in it chronically, having acute bouts of pleasing or imbalance um, or, or extreme t- hyper tolerance, that's, that's my new term, um, is to be expected. I love that hyper tolerance. Yeah. You know, because you want to give and there's nothing wrong with giving. It's when we make that our identity. Like I shudder when people say, I'm such a giver. I walk around saying, I'm a receiver. Mm-hmm. I'm a receiver. I'm a receiver. I expect, I, 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 I expect to be honored. I, I expect that. Like, Ooh, and, yeah. and people don't want to say that because that's, that sounds arrogant and that sounds braggadocious. And I'm like, look, if somebody, and that sounds selfish. If nobody has called you selfish in the last year, you're doing this all wrong. Mm-hmm. Like you're doing it all wrong. I'm like, listen, in the beginning, let the guilt guide you. If you feel guilty about doing things for yourself, let the guilt guide you, period. And then keep going until somebody says, oh my gosh, you're so selfish. Yay, now you've achieved. Yeah. Then normalize it and repeat. Yeah. And I'll say like selfish is a very weaponized term. It's and such a weaponized term. It's such a weaponized. And I remember the first time I was, I remember this vividly. The first time I ever said no to like, my parents used to use that. Like if I ever did say no, like in my childhood. So I stopped saying no, but I mm. remember when I stood in it and I was like 17 or 18. And to my dad, I said, no, like, I'm not going to do that. I'm, I refuse. Like I'm done. I refuse. I'm not going to be, it was a little contact. It was like, I was the middle person in my parents' divorce. And I was like, I'm done. You guys are both adults. Talk mm-hmm. to each other. Like I'm done mm-hmm. being your middle person. I'm done being your therapist. Like I'm done. And the the words that came out of his mouth and he's my biggest supporter now. So this is no, no hate on it. He likes all my stuff. You'll see him. Terry Dreeso, number one fan. Okay. Of my work. I love him. Um, yeah. So the first thing they said was you are so selfish. I can't believe you're being this selfish. And I internalized that like crazy. Mm-hmm. I cried mm-hmm. about it. I was so upset about it. But it's because that term is so weaponized when yes. really what it really means is I am taking care of myself. That's all. Not self-centered. Not self-centered. You know, self-centered means the, the sun rises and sets on me. And yeah. it don't matter. No, selfish it is the goal. Yeah. You know, if I'm not operating in some semblance of selfishness, I am literally sacrificing myself. The opposite of selfishness is self-sacrifice. Like, yeah, fight me, you know, like, like let's, <laughs> let's argue because that's what I truly believe. Yeah. Like I'm, and I'm no longer willing to accept the position. You know how, you know how like in a soap operas when, when somebody would change roles and they say, oh, the role of so-and-so is now going to be played by, I don't know, mm-hmm. Jane Doe. Mm-hmm. I'm like, the role of the martyr is no longer going to be played by Stephanie D. McKenzie. 
y'all need to go recruit somebody else for that because I'm not here for it. Like I'm really not. Oh my gosh. I love that. That's so good. I love it. Um, this has been absolutely fabulous. If someone wants to listen in, I'll put all your links below, but where is the place that you feel like you put the most of your magic in the social media world that people should definitely follow and find you on? Yeah. You know what? Just follow me like my, my, my personal page. I mean, yeah, I have a public figure page, but my personal page, I go live all the time. And then I have a group. I do a mastering class every Wednesday at 4 PM. And you can get to that at heal.nocapes.org. Otherwise, look me up. I'm Stephanie D. McKenzie. You have to put the D in. Without the D, I become a white girl in Canada. That is not <laughs> me. Okay, great. I wonder, that's so funny. As someone who lives in Canada, I'm like, oh, I wonder who that is. But I know you and that's all that matters. So that's right. amazing. Yes, exactly. Thank you so much for being here and sharing oh, your you. brilliance. And I can't wait to be a part of your retreat. And all the links for everyone listening will be below for that. Awesome. Thank you so much, Danny. This has been great. Hey friends, I hope you freaking loved that episode. And if you did, let me know what you loved about it by leaving me a review below or tagging me on all the social medias. It would mean the world to me. And as always, you're freaking fabulous. Stop being so secretive about it. I hope you hit that subscribe button and I hope we catch you next time.